0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Prodigal Pod podcast. Uh, Today we're talking about the newest episode of Prodigal Son yet again and uh, just when we thought we got more answers about the girl in the box we end up with about a thousand more questions of what is actually uh, going on. We start with Malcolm um, going through some pictures some files trying to figure out uh, what happened to Sophie. He ends up kind of talking to her and you know in his mind um he's been through you know the cabin the woods the tunnels under the townhouse trying to find her body and they can't find her anywhere and he knows the answer has to be there somewhere but he can't figure it out and his vision of sophie is basically like there's one person who knows the answer your father and you know that's where you're gonna have to go to get this answer you're not gonna find it here so he wakes eve up and uh tells her the truth that the only way they're gonna get an answer to their question is for her to go meet the surgeon but before they're able to go uh visit his father we are introduced uh to jessica's little ballet crowd um she's there for a fundraising event and it's where we get to meet uh nicholas endicott who uh has a little uh has a weird vibe about him right from the beginning and as the show goes on, obviously we learn a little more about uh, him not being the most uh, trustworthy of guys. Um, but he gets a little flirtatious with the Jessica, and she's flirtatious right back. Um, and during the performance, they have a they're having a ballet performance to help raise money for the theater. And Javier dies right in the middle of the performance. Um, the one time Malcolm wishes he would have taken up his mother on the plus one to be there. He could have witnessed the murder firsthand, but he has to show up later as a, as an investigator rather than being there as a guest. So trying to figure out who had motive to kill Javier, they interview a lot of the other dancers. Uh, the one guy who Javier replaced, uh, was injured by Fiona, uh, the prima and, uh, He already had it in for Javier, got in a fight with him, but he seems a little too obvious. He wouldn't be the type to murder through poison, I don't think, for sure. Um, As they're doing their interviews, uh, one of the dancers puts in her contacts, and it's filled with capsaicin, uh, pepper spray, uh, basically. and Her eyes are about to burn out of her head, uh, but thankfully, as always, Malcolm is there to... uh, save the day, uh, uses a little airbrush to get the contacts out, and cleans her eyes out before she would uh, eventually lose her sight had they not intervened with it. Um, uh, but they do decide to uh, interview all of the dancers. Um, they kind of line them all up in the theater, and Gil sounds like a uh, a disappointed father scolding his children uh, as he's telling them about all the evidence they found with shards of glass and ballet shoes and all the other stuff they found in the theater but nobody wants to admit to anything so they uh turn it over to malcolm and he gives his little speech and lets him know that you handle the capsaicin so i know your hands are going to be burning and eventually your whole body is going to be feeling it any moment now and then he spots the dancer who did it she's fidgeting with her hands and obviously feeling uncomfortable and i'm not sure if it's just the uh capsaicin that's making her uncomfortable or just the the way he described it like feeling fire ants all over your body i think that's more of a a mental play than anything else just putting that feeling into your head so whoever did it you know their hands got all tingly and burning just from the the thought of it how he he described it so i think was a pretty smart move on his part so they find who put the capsaicin in her contacts but she didn't have anything to do with Javier. It wasn't even her idea to do the contacts. So they try to figure out who had enough power to make you do that. And they know it was Fiona, the prima. So they go to interview her. Um, but she liked Javier and had no reason to actually murder him. Um, he was the new, I guess you could say prodigy for, uh, her ballet partner. And, uh, she had feelings for him as well, so it's pretty clear that she isn't the uh, main suspect as far as who killed uh, Javier. Their talk with Fiona does lead them back to uh, Nicholas Endicott, though. Um, he's the one who brought Javier in from Cuba, so Gil and Malcolm go to talk to him again. Uh, pretty funny dynamic with Gil being pretty jealous of uh Mr. Endicott here, uh, his time with Jessica, you can see clearly, uh, doesn't sit very well with Gale. uh, so he's kind of determined, uh, to, to bring him down a little bit, but it doesn't look like, uh, Endicott had anything to do with Javier being killed, um, he just gives a story about how he saved her from Cuba and, uh, this Castillo character, uh, was uh, brought down in Cuba, and that's why they had to rescue Javier after he, Castillo, uh, killed several people in the theater company in Cuba as well. But they're able to figure out that Castillo is still alive and that the story of him dying from Cuba was made up because C- the Cuban authorities didn't want to admit that he got away. And they realize he is in the actual theater itself, and that's why Javier got spooked. Um, and was trying to leave New York altogether. And then they realize the, the uh, stage mics are on, and Castillo's listening to everything they say, so they try to rush everybody out of the building. But, of course, it's a little too late. Castillo has already grabbed Fiona uh, by the time Gil and Malcolm track him down. But Malcolm, as always, on his toes, uh, says if he walks out that door, the Cuban authorities are going to be one to take him, not the NYPD. And obviously, there'll be a lot worse with them than than, uh, the New York police would be. Uh, And he says, you don't believe me? There's a delivery truck out there blocking traffic. And that's them. Because, like, is there really a delivery truck out there? And Malcolm's like, it's New York. There's always a delivery truck. Uh, Then Malcolm throws out the ballet term uh, to get Fiona to spin out of the way. They take down Castillo. They're able to arrest him. And then Danny's like, sorry, there was a delivery truck blocking traffic to confirm Malcolm's little theory that there's always a delivery truck. And also that uh, Malcolm took ballet for five years and uh, showed quite a bit of potential. He seems like the ballet type, doesn't he? I don't know. It's not too surprising. It kind of fits in with his character. Um, But that kind of wrapped up the, the murder itself. But what I really want to talk about is the girl in the box who was then the girl in the cabin, who was then possibly the girl let go. Um, Eve and Malcolm go to see Martin originally. Uh, They give her the lowdown of the rules. He's chained, but he's dangerous. Don't cross the red line. Once they're inside, Eve just goes right for it. Says that the girl in the box was my sister. Um, What did you do with her? Where is she? So it kind of catches Martin off guard because he just wanted to... He just wanted to meet the girlfriend, really. Um, but then Eve just walks and steps right across the red line. Malcolm just watches, doesn't even stop her. I, I don't know why he didn't intervene. He'd be like, whoa, wh- like, what are you doing? He just looks at her. She crosses the line, slaps Martin, uh, makes quite a first impression on the potential father-in-law. Um, but they don't really get any answers. He just says, you know, you, you don't want to go down this road. Uh, it's sometimes it's better, better for what you don't know um, but Eve goes off on him, you know, criticizes him as a father and says he's nothing but a void who kind of eats everyone up um, and they leave but Malcolm knows that was probably the best way to get what they want from Martin because um, they're not going to have any contact with him again until he's ready to tell them the truth of uh, what they want to hear But with Martin having uh, Malcolm kind of taken away from him now at this point. He keeps calling him and calling him. Malcolm's not ready to answer. Gonna, you know, wait him out until he's ready to tell the truth. Uh, Martin leaves voicemails trying to get him to call him back. Eventually he calls Jessica. And Jessica knows how to push his buttons. uh, Acting like she's getting a call that Martin finally died. Um, But... Martin is just calling to complain about Eve and the new girlfriend, uh, but Jessica makes a point to let him know that her picture was in the paper with uh, Nicholas Endicott. And Martin finally, you know, fights through the paper, finds the picture, and uh, it kind of triggers him a little bit. He has a flashback finally to the to the whole thing with the girl in the box, and he has her tied up in a chair in the cabin, and you can see that. Works kind of the same way Malcolm gets flashbacks of things, and that that imagery of Endicott really uh, put him back into another another place, and brought back a lot of his memories for what uh, what happened that night up there at the cabin. So, not getting any answer back from Malcolm, Martin figures the best way is to call Eve directly and let her know that he's finally ready to. To tell them the truth about what happened to her sister. So they go back to meet with him again. And he warns her like you know I can tell you the truth but I can still hurt you a lot even though you know you, your sister's dead. Or you, so you think. Um, the truth can be a lot more painful than you realize. But they insist they want to hear. So he tells them the story about uh, he was ready to kill Sophie and she kind of made a deal with him about uh giving him a lot of information about some other powerful and wealthy people and this her story convinced him that uh he should let Sophie go. Um Eve doesn't want to believe it cuz she's like if my sister was let free she would have contacted me she would have reached out to me and that's when Martin's like I told you the truth is a lot more painful. Some people If they don't want to be found, they just don't want to be found. So she had her chance to go free. Everybody thought she was dead. And she escaped, uh, supposedly, uh, scot-free. Do we think she actually was let go? That's, uh, That's the question. Did Martin actually let her go? Did he actually kill her? Why do we see visions of her in the box? Like, there's a... A lot of issues as far as like what was the timeline when Malcolm saw the girl in the box was that before they took her to the cabin? Was that after? You know, was that so? It's a lot of unanswered questions, really. It's just what it comes down to. Um, and then Martin also warns Malcolm that it's because he's protecting him, his son, and if he loves Eve who do the same thing and just stop her because whatever whatever answers they're looking for is only going to get it worse and it's only going to hurt her more and possibly hurt Malcolm more too Um, so now I'm not sure what to think my initial theory was that the girl in the box was dead and that maybe Malcolm was put up to it and did himself but now I think she actually might be alive and protecting Malcolm obviously Nicholas Endicott has something to do with something whether he was like a human trafficker and that's why Sophie was in trouble from him to begin with and she had all this all these documents and all this proof maybe she had proof of whatever Endicott was doing I'm thinking some sort of human trafficking or something like that but why would that be protecting Malcolm so My new theory is that maybe Endicott and Jessica had a past and they were running some sort of illegal thing together and maybe the reason he was protecting Malcolm is because if they find out what Endicott was doing, that's going to bring Jessica down as well. And she's actually into just as much dark and deep trouble as Martin was. Maybe not necessarily with serial killer, uh, serial killing. Um, but she could be just as tied up with Endicott and whatever he was involved with as well. But for now, that's kind of where they leave us. Uh, we'll have to draw our own conclusions. Only a couple more episodes to go. Hopefully we'll get a lot more answers. And, uh, We'll be back again next week to talk about what we find out in the next episode. And uh, everybody have a good rest of your week. And again, stay safe out there and be healthy.